Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. I'm laughing because I started the intro wrong. I've only been doing it for six years, but I just got it wrong. <laughs> I have to do it a second time. You won't hear the mistake. Today, we're going to talk about sharing your successes. Now, this is a topic that we've talked about in brief in a lot of other discussions that we've had. And we've talked about celebrating your successes and about embracing them and owning them. But we haven't specifically talked as a single topic about how to do that, how to share your successes without it being bragging. Look, this topic is dear to my heart because a lot of the people I'm dealing with are really accomplished people with lots of experience and proven performance. Yet, when we talk about how much they share about that, oh, I don't want to come across as I'm bragging. I think it's a cultural thing. Yes. We love to have heroes and people that we look up to, but we also love to tear them down. So I think it's really important that we don't see it like that. It's not, it's not about that. It's about what do we have and what do we bring to the table. And it is our job to let people know because it's a contribution that can be used. For example, I convinced one senior manager who is like that, doesn't want to sound like they're bragging, I did this and I did that. I said, well, okay, we don't need to talk about you. Your people, how well do you know them? Oh, I know them and he's a good leader and all of that. And I said, well, what do you know about their past? What have they done in the past that you know about or you don't know about? Anyways, as he then went on that, he just reflected on that and was doing, found out there's a lot of them have done a lot of things over the years and nobody knows about the organisation needed that skill set and nobody knew about. So he then took the, the lead on creating an environment where people are sharing for the good of others. So if you're worrying about me, 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 well, that's not the purpose. The purpose is, is what do we need and do we have that skill set? Has anybody worked with this sort of situation before? Has anyone worked in this culture before? Has anyone found a solution to this sort of thing before? So that, say, sharing when others are sharing is really important and sharing for a purpose rather than for bragging. There are times, however, is that if you're putting a CV in and you're applying for a job, well, <laughs> hello, if you can't tell them what you've done, what you achieved, then you're not going to get looked at anyway. So it's important. But here, with that example I gave, it's the leadership. How important is the leadership to make it open and comfortable and purposeful for people to talk about what have they achieved now, yesterday, in the past, and share experience? And sometimes it's not just the work outside of the work where they've achieved things as well. So they might be working with volunteers or sporting activities or, or other sorts of community groups, and they've achieved things there that are quite notable. They bring those skills in some sense into the workplace as well. I like the idea of organisations who have a, it used to be a newsletter, but I think these days it's, it's moved more towards a digital framework. And once a month they have getting to know section. So it's a single page and it just says getting to know and then it has the person's name. Five questions, 
always the same questions. So everyone knows what the questions are going to be when it's their turn to be featured. And it's about not the personal things, but more about work things. So it's things like, where did you learn your your greatest lesson? Where were you working? Well, what was the lesson that you learned? Where did you make your biggest mistake? But it's, it's worded differently to that. And what was it? And what did you get out of it? And what would you never do again? They were just interesting questions because you could think about them outside of the work environment and bring in some of those things that you might not want to talk about it any other way. You knew it was going to happen, as I said, so you could plan for it. And the more time you had to plan for it, the more interesting the answers became because people got more comfortable. Oh, I read so-and-so's and he talked about this or and they recognise other things. So I didn't know he did this. And so yeah. I can talk about that in mind because someone else has already broken the ice with that particular topic, those sorts of ideas. What it opened up was a conversation. And it meant that if you had to work with someone that you'd never met on the in the workplace before, you knew something about, you had a conversation starter. So you're able to say, oh, I read that thing in the newsletter about you. I was really intrigued by this. Or you could say, I've done the same thing. I made that same mistake when I was at such and such a place and this happened. And it opens the door for the communication without it having to be, I'm so-and-so from this area and we're supposed to work on this together. It breaks down a barrier in terms of communication that allows you to have something in common, opens up the empathy so that the discussion becomes more open in a work sense than it would otherwise might, might take more time to do otherwise or might not happen at all otherwise. So I like that approach. And then that's an approach that you could have regardless. You know, some I've seen it done where there's a monthly meeting. And so at each monthly meeting, they have someone else who gets up and says, these are the five best things that I have accomplished in my work career, whether it was here or someone else or with someone else. It, that's probably harder because you're getting up in front of people. It's, it's, less anonymous than the the newsletter is but depending on the level of people in your team and what you want from them that's a good exercise to do as well because it gets them out of their comfort zone talking about themselves in front of others of people that they're going to work with and what happens is that people are interested in the information and they're not worried about how you present it the, the, the great fear is public speaking wise I won't present it well I won't say the right things I won't have it in the right format but because you're talking about yourself, you actually do. You do it more comfortably. The information comes out better. And if you're nervous, as everyone is when they get up in front of a crowd, the rest of the group are going to think, I'm so glad it's his turn this time. It's not me. And they're already on your side. They're already hearing what you've got to say, not looking at whether your knees are shaking or not. So there's other benefits in that exercise that is less anonymous than the newsletter. By doing all these things and doing it in a way that particularly Kim just described and the success sharing aspect of what I covered before, it can create an environment where we encourage to use what I call, and I have been an organisation where, where we did this, internal consultants. So, for example, you're in one area of the organisation and you're embarking on a project or something that you're doing and you remember by these sharing your expertise sessions that Kim just talked about or the success sharing story that Mary over in accounts have 
been in the past involved in such and such thing and we might go and ask her would she mind coming to our group and sharing her expertise as an internal consultant now she can do that and we'll be the richer for it but we'll get the right answers she'll get the recognition and she'll be known for that expertise and that happens across the board of the organization which again instead of just talking about teamwork and getting rid of silos you're actually acting in a way that you're using and utilizing everyone and recognizing them and and rewarding them for that expertise so again it's not and it's not seen as bragging it's seen as contributing i think that's important too when you're in the the not for profits and the sporting organizations and the the other external organizations the volunteer groups, that you are aware of people's skills because these groups come together because there's a single interest, a single purpose, and you don't know very much about the others other than that they're interested in this thing like you are. And to find out and to match the, the contribution to the people who can best give it in terms of their other skills is vitally important for the long-term management of those organisations. And too often we see, we had a, a, a guest some years back now, Rodney Watson, OIM, and he talked about sports group administration and he coined the phrase kitchen table management. Yeah. And he, what he was talking about was that some organisations go from this kitchen table management, which is the volunteers who run the organisation, who sit down and do the paperwork at the kitchen table, as opposed to moving towards something that's a little bit more managed and professional because of the, the variety of things that they have to manage now. And they move from that to finding people who've got the skills, who can manage, who can extend their own skills into the management of this volunteer organisation. And so it moves from the kitchen table to another table, so probably the desk or the computer. And that's the same process we should be looking at in any organisation is that we know the skills and everyone else knows the skills and celebrates the skills. We draw the line at calling it bragging. It's bragging if you talk about it every day and it's the only topic of conversation. You mention it in terms of a project or in terms of a skill that you're offering or in terms of an introduction of yourself to the rest of the group, then it's not bragging. It's just merely stating a fact because it is a fact these are things you've done so all you're doing is the verbal resume of these are the things I've done and this is the skill that I can offer in terms of that to this group whether they take it on or not is out of your hands but you've offered the skill so we've got to take away the bragging word unless as I said you're doing it every day if you're doing it every day you are bragging and we don't hear it Empty vessels make the most sound. The older I get, the better I was. All of those things. <laughs> if you still find one of your colleagues or friends are still a bit shy about sharing what they've done, well, how about you do it on their behalf and say, look, I'm sorry to put you under the spotlight, so-and-so, but I know that you were on a board of such-and-such. Maybe would you mind sharing that with us? And this way, that person is invited and they might feel more comfortable, but you also have a duty towards your uh, friends and colleagues to, to bring it to the table and so to make it the norm of sharing and for a good purpose. I think that's an excellent approach too. We've probably covered the idea that you, you're not bragging, but you need, do need to celebrate and share 
your successes and your skills with everyone that you're working with in terms of their availability for use for anything that you're doing. But we'll leave it there for now. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Brianna Osborne. This is Inside Exec.